Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Our Thread, the podcast, bringing our content to you. I'm all it is, and I'm here with my hoods. Beware, Cap, Doc, and Savage. And today, we bring you episode 14, Training Day versus the City of God. Two movies with lots of turmoil and corruption in both the City of Angels and the City of God, with both films ending with some hope for the main characters. But before we get into the matchup, I want to make a request that all of our Thread listeners go follow our Thread member, Beware, across all social platforms and streaming services. Beware has been producing music for over a decade, and each month this year, he has released a new piece of work, whether it be smooth instrumental lo-fi jams or EPs and singles with Detroit's finest artists, or his latest R&B G-Funk single, Wish You'd Call Me Back, that features a West Coast legend, Butch Cassidy, and Nate Dogg's son, Enhale. Follow Beware today. You can find his music everywhere with just using his name on social platforms or simply by putting the number four after Beware. That's Beware 4. And while we're at it, why don't we play that intro music produced by him as well. Go! Good morning! Morning! Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Well, it's very, uh, homey. What? Are you kidding? We got us a family here. I hope you realize how you hurt my feelings. Yeah, waving the fucking gun around? Now, look, I made a mistake, all right? It didn't make any difference anyway. Hey, I'm letting it go. But don't say it doesn't matter. Every line matters. Get off my back! Who the fuck is my plan? And like that, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Our Thread Podcast. Bringing our content to you. Featuring all it is. It's official, old buddy. Well, has been. Beware. From then on, he was known as Benny the Jet Rodriguez. The Doc. You're the Doc, Doc. The Pat. Oh, if, 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 you, if, you, if you already know the answers to your questions, then why ask Big Fuck? And myself, Savage. I'm 6'5", 220, and there's two of them. Homework's in. Let's begin. What do you guys think? Would you rather be a cop in a system that's trying to turn you crooked or a hood working for little Z? Yeah, to answer your question, all it is, I, I think I got to go with first day on the job if, if I could choose. Both seem like pretty challenging fates, but um, I would have to say that, that being Jake, he has the opportunity to like stand, you know, he's an adult man. He can stand on his two feet and stand his ground and fight for what he believes in. And I feel like with those young uh, hoods, they like, they like really just didn't, maybe just didn't have that much of a choice. So working for Lil Z sounds like more of a nightmare because he is, uh, he's psycho. He might be the craziest one we have. Obviously we've had um, No Country for Old Men and uh, Sugar. His name's Sugar. 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 Anton Sugar. I don't know, man. He, Z might have took out more people than he ever has. He was killing people since the youngest of ages with no remorse. And uh, he might be one of the, the craziest psychos we've had in a movie. Would you guys agree? Yeah. I mean, yeah. talk about savage scenes. You, you go a while with not really knowing how all these people at the motel die. And then you, it cuts to just this little kid shooting these people and then laughing. Ugh. Like it's the like it's so pleasurable and it's such a weird reaction 
it's so it's telling his character is yeah. just doesn't give a fuck about anything anything at all and not just that like he's a he's an insane person so like he is basically essentially the perfect type of person to take charge in a world like that so he does that it's crazy both these both these movies came out about a year apart um train day i think was 2001 and then um city of god was it oh two is that what it was yeah um, what, what movie do you guys think held up better between the two of them um i can answer that Watching Training Day, I kind of had a feeling that when we were going over our greatest movie list, it was kind of a high school favorite, and it was put on there that all of us, probably grade through nine through twelve, would have considered that um, one of the better movies of its time. Um, I watched part of it on mute in the studio, making a beat, and I turned up some scenes. And I, from just looking over at the the TV, I, I seen some things that seemed corny, and I was even telling Beware, it's like it's just doesn't seem like it is that realistic or whatever that being said I watched it again today and I really did enjoy it I didn't find any part to be too corny um it moves along pretty fast I can't say it's unrealistic or nothing like that I don't think that would be a fair assessment but um I would say City of God has more cinematography in it and it's a little bit more beautiful and it also they pulled off a lot more stuff with how many extras and just how raw it was like they're not telling the extras to act and all these kids who were acting were so impressive and I have I have more to say about the kids later. So to answer your question, Savage, I think that City of God ages better. I think also because it's sort of like this it's a period piece for them, you know, for them at the time that they made it. So they did that really well. Just the I don't know what it is about the cinematography that, that they do that makes it somehow look like the sixty it's obviously the you know, the cars and the way that the city looks and like the way the people dress and everything. But like, it really just has that, like, it's got like a tint to it that makes it seem like it's from that time. And I don't know, I always really enjoy that for films that are made from the 50s, 60s, 70s, that kind of thing. So I didn't realize this, but Training Day is actually based off of, so Alonzo's character is actually based off of, um, like a disgraced LAPD uh, officer, Rafael Perez. Um, and so a lot of that shit that like he got into and he did and, and uh, all it is, you said something about the unbelievability of it and, you know, having, you know, smoking, having him smoke PCP or angel dust and, and just kind of the scenarios were weird. Like some of those actually happened or like are based in truth. And so, and I didn't know that, but reading about that, I was like, okay, it actually kind of gave it a little bit more merit because I felt the same way watching Training Day again. Again, this is one of my favorite movies. And I think it was the one, I was the one that recommended kind of or put it in the hat to potentially be in consideration for our thread. But yeah, watching it recently, it just, the I, I guess you said corniness. And I think that's a good word too. There was something about it. The story is, pretty, is dope. The acting between both Denzel um, and Ethan Hawke is really good. And the storyline and how it kind of weaves together and the, there's something that happens at the beginning that pays off, you know, towards the end. All that's really, they're really nice devices, but there were some parts that were a little more cornier as compared to City of God, where it's a story about, you know, anybody living in, they call it the slums and they're trying to make a life for themselves and, and they're, they're forgotten about. And so they're, playing by their own rules and trying to, you know, get fame and fortune, kind of live fast and get to the top and get power. 
Um, and that's, I think, a, that's a real story. And I'm sure that's, or it is a real story, again, based on a real story, but like, that's, that's real. That's reality. It's still going on. Uh, Doc, you made me think of is that uh, there's just like zero presence of adult in that movie. Um, where you said you kind of like allow them to run run wild and do their thing, um, and they've been forgotten about. It's just a, rewatching it. I just kind of asked myself at the beginning. It's just like there's no like part in the movie like it, corny or whatever. But like a lot a lot of like movies like this, they have a sort of an influence of like what are you doing with your life and this and that. And the only thing that I can think of is when he goes to the motel to kill all those people or no they go to rob it and they're tying them up and she says you should be studying what are you doing you should be in school and that's the last you know famous last words so i don't know that's like basically only like presence of adult in we that have movie. we have big brothers and stuff like that and a lot of people growing up under mm-hmm. um one of uh, the scenes is with rocket's uh brother and actually i'll just read off a little uh quotable from that he's um talking about the gun and rocket holds it he says give me that rocket it's not for you you have to study getting shot doesn't scare you he's like i'm a hood because i got no brain you're smart and you should study and he listened to his brother um but that's exactly exactly correct is that there wasn't much influence um and not many people going to school too yeah beware uh how do you think these movies aged i think both of them aged quite well i think that one of them is inevitably going to age better than the other because it's because training day is set in one specific day and specifically in the time and place of the movie i think like 2000s like early 2000s right so everything about that movie feels 2000s you know the mu the music the music's awesome but it still feels like we're in high school um the the scenery a lot of a lot of the you know a lot of what's going on in LA doesn't look like that anymore and the cameos yeah the cameos everything about the movie feels somewhat dated just because it's very 2002 which isn't a bad thing it just is whereas City of God definitely feels like you couldn't that movie is set in like the 70s or something like that but it could be set in you know the 80s 90s i would have no idea and that's probably and it's also like it's a like a world unto itself there's nothing exactly. really specific to it that you would exactly. recognize at one point cap you were saying something like you like when these pictures look like they're filmed in the 70s or whatever and i i i wonder because i think they filmed this just outside of the city of God in the slums, because I guess it was too dangerous to actually film it in the city of God. But I wonder if that's how it actually looks. I wonder if they had to do very little, maybe some with the wardrobe a little bit, but I, I suspect that everybody was kind of wearing depleted clothing. Everybody, like the, every, yeah. the buildings were run down. Um, I wonder if it wasn't hard to make it look like that period piece. It's just, it, it extends over quite a bit of a period of time as opposed to training day, which is literally one day. It's a one day movie. What and a crazy day it was. Yeah, what a one crazy day it was in 2002. But um, Doc, I completely agree. One of the notes that I had was specifically for City of God was all scenery and extras feel extremely real. Like, is that like, are they extras? 
Yeah, so the, all the casting was local. It was all the yeah. they basically unknown actors. The only person that was in it that was a known <laughs> actor celebrity in that area was uh, Carrot. Um, he was a, a play like a, he was a, was famous for doing plays, I guess, at that time. Um, but everybody else they wanted to be unknown, um, and even all the kids were just kids from the local neighborhood slums that were there. Wasn't little Zay like from, wasn't little Zay like from the from city of God? He just would, had no ambitions to be an actor or anything and went to the auditions to accompany a friend and just kind of, uh, I don't know, I guess ended up maybe looked a role and then he got encouraged to wow. act and got the, got the part. And he's, and he's yeah. great. Been yeah. an actor since. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah that he did great, man. Moving from that, I want to talk about characters a little bit. And I think, what I want to mention is all the kids. Um, I, I've, I don't know if I've said it so much on this podcast, but I think kids can be vulnerable actors. They can kind of make things corny. They can make things unbelievable. This was so raw and good that every little extra kid did such a yeah. good job. And I really think they deserve their roses because um, there wasn't one kid that stood out like this kid's just not doing it. And it, it could be the case when you have everybody else, but the whole gang was uh, really playing their part. But I'm going to say, I think, my favorite characters who we're talking about, Little Dice, um, he, to laugh like that, how can you be that young and know what insanity is? Is he just, because he's from the city of God, he's soaked this up, he's seen it. Um, how can you play such a, an evil part so young and play it so well? And that scene where he comes back in and, um, you know, kind of clears out the place where they just made a good rob or, you know, a robbery without hurting innocence and stuff like that. They're at the whorehouse. It, it, it's, it's, um, it's chilling. And I have to give him, uh, he's my favorite character of, uh, of both films. And you're talking, the, you're talking like the, the, the younger version. version of him. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's, little dice. Mm, Cause he changed his yeah. name. Yep. Honestly, man, like I just had, this, had the same feeling. Like I felt like all their acting was so raw and genuine and they all had like this swagger to them, like this, that was unique. Like you couldn't act. And that was the, like Zay or, uh, little dice or just even all the other uh, uh kid actors in the film were raw bringing raw emotion raw acting to it and i love that there's something real but something really um i don't know the presence there that was very unique and powerful um that really contributed to um i don't know the the vibe of the overall movie it was it was cool that it came from the perspective of a photographer i thought because he didn't have yeah. much to do with the story and he was a good character to be telling the story. Um, Arguably, he has everything to do with the story because he, yeah, almost because yeah. he was the one that got out of the slums to be able to tell the story. You know. Well, and, yeah, exactly. Right. Cap, what would he's your like favorite the only one? Be? Oh, favorite character between both. I don't know. It kind of feels like um, City of God isn't really the opportunity for characters to stand out. They kind of all play on the same sort of battlefield where nobody you know people come and go and it just doesn't seem like Lil Z stands out to me as a as a bad guy but I think that uh for bad guys I'll go with uh Alonzo I thought it was a really cool fun strong performance from him and um I think he won Best Supporting Actor for it I'm not sure but it was a chance to see Denzel always would play the good guy and in my opinion i thought he played a really good bad guy so it was interesting to see that so real quick he didn't win best supporting actor but i'll get to that in a second oh, he didn't no he won best i actor. totally thought he did oh wow actor. that's yeah. okay there it is 
him, I guess we're jumping to the end, but him and uh, uh, Ethan Hawke was nominated for Best Supporting, but Denzel won for Best Actor. No kidding. You know who he won it against, too? This is crazy. So he won it against Russell Crowe for Beautiful Mind, Sean Penn in I Am Sam, and Will Smith in Ali. So he was like, he won it against those heavyweights. Awesome. The, since you're talking about Alonzo, like I wanted, I kind of mentioned how he was based off of uh, Rafael Perez. Let me give you a little rundown of this guy. Um, so he was a Puerto Rican uh, former police officer with LAPD, and he was the central figure in the LAPD Rampart scandal. So he was an officer with the Crash Task Force, um, which is basically what their narcotics was. And he was involved in numerous crimes corruption, notably the shooting and framing of Javier Ovando, in addition to the theft and resale of at least 800000 of cocaine from LAPD evidence lockers. Perez is accused of being a member of the Bloods and, notori- uh, and murdering the rapper of Notorious B.I.G. at the behest of producer Suge Knight. So this Alonzo is apparently playing the role of a guy who is supposedly the one who murdered Notorious B.I.G. in real life. Um, and then so wow. when, when Perez was arrested, he implicated 70 other oh, uh, division officers in various forms of misconduct, um, ranging from bad shootings to consuming alcohol while on duty. And over 100 convictions were overturned. Basically, dudes that they had set up and framed uh, were uh, uh, those convictions were overturned based on Perez's testimony. Crazy. So he was they were in, that guy. the yeah. dirty cop. Yep. Facts with Doc. Savage. That's interesting. Savage I didn't realize that was the same person. I had no idea. And I've heard all the stories. Like, I'm familiar with that person, and I've seen this movie a million times. And I, I honestly did not know that those were one and the same. That Honestly, that, he gets a huge fuck you. <laughs> beware. And I, should not you, man. Fuck him. Beware. How about your favorite character? My favorite character is Benny. Benny is... The, you know, we talked about in City of God, how everybody is pretty much on the same even keel. I would say that Benny is the one person that stands out. He's the coolest guy in the slums and he goes out of his way to get the designer fashion. I love those scenes where you're first getting, he's first getting acclimated to that. He gives, uh, he gives him the big stack of money and he comes back with the clothes, trying it on. The guys are clowning on him, but but he does stick out and he he's doing it because he he uh you know figuratively and literally sticks out he he doesn't want to be there he's he's the level-headed guy of the crew but just like anybody else they just kind of get sucked into the madness of the slums and the city of god and unfortunately it gets the best of them just like it does you know 9 out of 10 people it seems like rocket's the only person that doesn't make it out um or that does make it out excuse me Benny is the the coolest guy in the room and he gets taken too soon in the movie. When I was watching it, I didn't I forgot how quickly that happened in the movie and that was uh obviously a big bummer, but yeah, he's definitely my favorite and he I don't know the acting situation with him as we as I don't with many of the characters and actors in the movie, but he's excellent. The actor that plays him is excellent and the character really does come across like that cool guy that you want to um I call him a room down, you know what I'm saying? I think that's... Uh, I like when uh, when Carrot says, you just killed the coolest hood and yeah. city of God, and then he just shoots him. <laughs> yeah, I like that too, because he knows he's fucked. He's like, God damn, that was my bridge. I can't, well, I can't, yeah, I can't uh, help this guy. He kept yeah. the hood at peace too. He kept uh, opposing uh, gang in er- areas at, at, at peace because he was so cool. And yeah. uh, I think that's part of the reason why he kind of, he kind of, starts negotiating between carrot and lil zay 
and that's like part of the reason I think you kind of see um oh what's his uh, girlfriend's name in the movie Angelica like How- you you see you see her noticing him being sort of take charge but like peaceful kind of dude Doc? totally yeah i think what i, what I want to add to benny because i think he's really critical character in this movie because he's the coolest dude but he's also like the peacemaker and he balances out uh lose like he makes him from not being too crazy but then when and basically he's lose's only friend and so when he's gone that's where you see zay not have his close inner he doesn't have his, his sidekick doesn't have somebody to kind of talk him down doesn't have somebody to keep him relatively level headed and that's where shit goes off and uh he listened to him he it, z goes and tries to get a girlfriend of course that's where a lot of tragedy happens but like he he listened to him and now he's not z ain't gonna listen to nobody uh cap another cool thing they showed benny do was um sort of befriend i think his name's tiago the redheaded kid and like buy him some clothes and then gets him to take some pictures and like i don't know he just like sees that he's like a lonely dude makes him a part of his crew and introduces him to everybody so he's like the big brotherly type to the whole community good pick uh, beware savage yeah i mean i was bouncing around between everyone's favorite incel um lil zay but i i think it went more towards um knockout ned for me um he's got the best i think that one of the better arcs out of the two movies um handsome charismatic ladies man he's got a story kind of turns kind of breaks bad him and his girlfriend get into um a confrontation with little zay little zay ends up raping um his girlfriend um and beating the hell out of knockout ned and then knockout ned kind of wants to join forces with carrot to take out little zay and i think there's a lot of uh it's cool i think i remembered him because when this movie came out i remember that character really well and then when Life Aquatic came out, I remember like, oh yeah, it's the same, it's the same guy, and he's you know doing the the David Bowie songs and and like. Oh, Aquatic. I didn't know that. So that's what got him the role then was that movie because we're saying that there's. I mean, he's. I've for, forgotten about that. Yeah, that's he's a great. pretty well known like um, Brazilian like guitarist musician like. It's a soul. samba soul singer. Yeah, he's sold a fuck ton of records too. So no acting experience, but then he got into acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so that I get what you're saying. That's very. And cool. uh, I just think his arc's the best. I think it's also kind of funny that um, his name, his they they did a, like kind of a funny translation. But I think in in the in the movie, his name was like Chicken Manny or Manny Chicken, um, and they wanted to translate it because for for an American audience, a chicken is someone who's not like a a tough dude. So so they they had to do the the translation to toughen them up a little bit. So Knockout Ned is what stuck. Um, I thought it was a he's just a he's just a badass character. He's got a sad uh, demise, but um, his arc goes fully fluid throughout. I like him on the bus. Um, yeah, that's where you really get to see the gen of him. Uh, Doc, who is your favorite character out of these films? I was actually going to say Knockout Ned, and I, for the same reasons that Will said, it's like the the Breaking Bad aspect, the the arc, and just he's the wild card. He is this badass. I think he has like military experience or something, and he's a sharpshooter. And uh, I don't know. I, I, so I like that aspect. But I will give a little shout out to I guess he I would call him my second favorite character, but Rocket. I mean, I love his character. I think Super Gen. You know, you see we talked about this. Re- earlier on but in the slums like and in growing up in the city of god you have you know one of two choices you know it's either you are 
you go this route or you go, you know, you go to school and study and you see him go this alternative route, but you also see him, he's still, his path is still intertwined with these, these hoods, you know, and, and at any given moment, he could get caught up in that really quickly, but he's still, he navigates that to separate himself from that uh every day he's in you know living in the city guide it's dangerous and you know just being able to get out and get an education and get the job that he got and um he carries the love story too doesn't he um yes. which is nice and yeah and he's and he's super gen he's a good guy and um yeah i don't know i just i, th- I thought that he was a good narrator for this movie for this story i like how he gets his break too you know, that was a really cool part of the movie where he, he gets to photograph Lil Z and all of his uh totally. all of his crew and like just how it just ha- like sort of happened. He stumbled upon the job. Just like they stumbled upon him, you know, taking the photograph. So it kinda just happened. I like how he's confident too about it. It doesn't mm-hmm. just not something he bumbles with, you know, he takes it serious. He executes. He knows. Yeah, the they have to go. They have to go get him to use the camera, right? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he's down to go get a bag for that girl. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Hey, that. go get go get that bag for her. What's rolling up on the? Well, beach. I love too that going back to that though. The camera that he uses was the one that Benny, I think, was going to try to give to him anyways. Um, and right. That's the camera that he gets. And then I love that. I love how pissed he was that they took his photo and used it. I think he was more pissed, like or more scared, like, oh, shit, I might, this might not be a good thing, and I might get fucked because of it. In reality, that's exactly what Lose and his crew wanted, um, and it wasn't a money thing, but then when he brings it to the people at the, the newspaper, they were like, they're like, they assume it's a money thing, they give him the money, and then um, I love that he also, like, his first getting intimate is with uh, that chick, and I, I love how that all plays out. It's um, I only have one bed. It looks like you're gonna have to sleep with me. Awesome, man. How about some quotes to throw out there? I'll go to training day. One of my quotables from training day would be when Jake and Alonzo are sitting down at the, you know, getting breakfast and he's reading his paper and he wants him to tell him a story since he's interrupted me story. reading his paper. And he, you know, uh, Jake gets down and goes, it was a real uh, quiet right, well, night. So it was a real quiet night. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> you never know, that's the point, go. Cause you never know. <laughs> he goes, boom! Because you never know. Because <laughs> you never know at that point. And we're going to put that in right there. Uh, I, I liked it when he says, he says, uh, when was the last time you smoked weed? He said, it was in, it was in 12th grade. We were, well, we were um, smoking weed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Smoking <laughs> weed. <laughs> weed. <laughs> Doc? I think uh, between the two movies, Training Day is more quotable. I think there's more great narrative in City Guide, but the, the good quotes come from training day and so and again most of them come from alonzo i wrote this down but i can't remember what scene it is so maybe you guys can help me out but he goes you disloyal fool ass bitch bitch made punk i love that uh and then also where he goes motherfucker you shot me in the ass i love that and then you the, shot me in the ass <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and then we're uh after he smokes angel dust and he goes who are you and he goes, I'm, I'm, he goes, I'm the zigzag, man. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I got to get one in from um, City of God. And we've already talked about Benny and he's getting his gear. He comes in. 
I've become a playboy. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sweet. Oh, that was yeah. good. Yeah. What does anybody have this quote in front of him where he just goes, I didn't know you like to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> that scene where he and he rambles off all the all the slang terms uh, for it. That's BCB, Primo, Pedo. That's what you had. Oh man. He said you it was smoked weak. it. I didn't, you did. <laughs> One more from City of God, um, and I don't have who says it. Uh, I think it is um, Rocket. What better place for a miracle than in the City of God? I like in City of God when he says, right when they're getting to the beach, it's like right when they're a little bit older and getting to the beach for the first time and you're getting to know the crew. And he said, uh, sun is for everyone. The beach is for the people, for those who deserve it. I like that. Yeah, that was good. I also like in that scene too where he calls themselves a group of groovies. I've never heard that term before, and I, I like that. We're a group of groovies right now, and I'm 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 into hanging with you guys. I would have yeah, I would have rather called you guys my group of groovies than uh, hoods, yeah. but you know <laughs> we got we got to yeah. do it. We got to be hard out here. It's survival for um, sure. A couple of the quotes that come to mind for me um, is is the part towards the end where, where Denzel Washington um, as Alonzo said, "What does he say? King Kong ain't got nothing." On yeah. Here. You better walk away. Go and walk away, cause I'ma burn this motherfucker down. King Kong ain't got shit on me. It's a quote you've probably heard referenced in multiple rap songs, um, referenced in multiple like blog writings, and, and one of those like drops you would hear on the radio or something like that. Which it was ad libbed, which is crazy. That's pretty awesome. Oh, my, I love oh, hearing that. But my favorite out of the out of the two movies is probably when they're showing the story of Knockout Ned. He, they they're doing the bank robbery and they're explaining like the rules of the kill like like who you know no killing no killing uh knockout net is you know pretty stringent on that on that rule for becoming a hood because he doesn't want to commit any violence for any any folks that don't deserve it necessarily and um he's about to get shot by one of the clerks in the bank and carrot ends up seeing him and uh, rocket's doing the overdub saying um you know and there's an exception to the rule and it shows carrot shooting them. Um, First exception, up. then yeah. second exception. Is that correct? Right, right. But that it that it. So it says him saying like, "There's an exception to the rule," and then and then goes to carrot like kind of like as he shoots the guy that's about to shoot back on that. He said, "There's an exception to every rule." Um, it's it's uh that 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 got a little chuckle out of me for one of the few in, in city of. God. And that's a fantastic scene too. That is so good. Um, yeah. That's a great. It could be one of them. Um, and we're going to talk about scenes now and I'm going to go with my favorite scene. I really had to think about this one a lot. Uh, I wanted just to think of one and I thought I was definitely going to pick training day just because I thought city of God was very cohesive and it's just all, all the scenes were really good. I like the intro. There's been a lot of good intros to the greatest movies, but actually for this movie, it's going to be the outro or the ending of the movie. Um, when Rocket is taking the pictures and he's going to use that to, you know, to get his career. And that shit's intense, man. You see the corruption in the cops. So, you know, you see um, Z laid out and him him standing strong. Like he is, you know, part of this, his own gang. He's, he's of the gang of the people and he's going to stand up for himself and he's going to be on the front line. And uh, it's pretty righteous and I know Rocket was called as a, one of the characters. I think he's the most solid actor, and that's going to be my favorite scene. Savage, since you were talking about uh, that scene in City of God, that's pretty excellent. Um, what would your favorite scene of both films be? So my, my favorite scene from both movies is going to be from City of God. 
it's when um, the gang escapes the, the, the motel robbery and they run back to the city of God. Um, specifically, Shaggy finds uh, a, a place, a safe house that he can go to. There's a beautiful young lady there and he's knocking on the door and the mom answers the door. You know, what are you doing here? You know, what the hell? And he's, he's saying that he's, you know, the cops are looking for me. And then this girl, um, Bernice, she lights this candle and it kind of lights up her face a little bit and starts playing this music um, that I... I don't know if there's a more beautiful scene in that movie when you first see uh, Bernice come to the fold. Um, and she's obviously, you know, not very approving of, of his lifestyle, of Shaggy's lifestyle. And, and, and you know, obviously Shaggy's untimely death. Um, and they think, well, when he's basically stealing a car, basically hijacking a car. Um, but that, that scene, though, uh, with the music is, is pretty, uh, pretty powerful. Sam, you got real sentimental on that one. And, hey, this, the jams were playing right behind him. You could my, hear my it. voice cracked a little bit. So it, <laughs> that was real. This movie, both of these movies are are full of exclamation point fire fire induced scenes, and uh, I like how you chose that one. You know, you don't believe in love at first sight. I now now I do. I'm looking at him. His name's Savage. Uh, beware. Why don't you tell us about one of your favorite scenes uh, from these movies? Mine's the total opposite of that. It's the scene where Jake is stuck at got gets abandoned by Lonzo at a card game full of Mexican gangbangers who are asking him if he's gonna get it if he's ever had his shit pushed in. Man, I had my shit pushed in, bro, big time. <laughs> so not quite that, but like your stomach sinks, you know, once you realize what's happening in this in this scene where Lonzo's basically set him up to tie off his loose ends and um, he knows that Jake's got to go. And Jake just obviously just so happens to, you know, had a little bit of foreshadowing earlier in the movie that led to him making it out of this one alive. But when you're in the scene, like I remember watching that scene for the first time in the theater and not knowing what was going to happen and I thought I was going to get Scarfaced out and I, I you know you don't realize how it's going to tie it all together so I just really like that scene because it's so intense the fact that <laughs> the, that it all comes together right there the dialogue's crazy you know Jake's the man for hitting him with a bottle there's a lot going on in that scene and I think it's uh definitely one of the many standouts in both of those movies and, and when Alonzo's on the phone when yeah on the for phone, sure uh, beforehand, and he's saying, "Hey, get the shower ready," or something about the shower, and it's like, it's "Oh my god. god, yeah." So I'm gonna uh, touch on that too. I don't feel like thinking of another scene that that was also going to be my favorite scene, the bathtub scene where they figure it out. It's basically what the whole movie comes down to is that like Jake's powerful, positive sort of attitude towards doing good ended up teaching like teaching him street karma in one day. And he's got, you know, he just kind of goes into that hood with more power after the, after having survived that he had like, okay, this guy's going to like actually try to have me killed and not, you know, it kind of sets it up for the final clash of the movie. But yeah, it's uh it's super intense. And you got to think back to the first time that you watch it, that yeah, you know, he's, he's, 
got him right now. He's got him. There's nothing that could happen that could get him out of this. This is a a business thing. These guys just got paid to kill him. Like, what's he going to fucking do? How is he going to get out of it? Like, the only way out is that is what happened, which is insane. So the fact that he went out into the street and saved some random girl from being raped by two crackheads earlier in the movie, yeah. And it's all about smiles and cries. Put the joint down, man. <laughs> the fuck is that? Hey, hold mind? on, Lonzo. Hold on, hold on. Smiles and cries. Smiles and cries. Smiles and cries. I hear. Smiles and cries. Yeah, you got Smiles and cries. Thank you. You gotta you, Cap. control your smiles and cries. Let's uh, let's go to Doc. Man, I think that one in uh, Training Day that we just talked about was actually my favorite. Yeah, I think that the the boys uh, wrapped that up perfectly. Um, taking it over to City and God, City of God. There were so many good scenes, and that like I actually think all of these three that I'm about to rattle off are all savage scenes. I'm savage scenes. So the one um, I think oh, Shaggy when he is when they're him and the girl are trying to get out and they're in the car and he needs to get out and give it a push. That just that's heartbreaking. As he's pushing, they kind of police policia kind of figure out who you know who he is and start shooting him down and he's running and getting shot and it's just heartbreaking um so i, I mean that's a great scene but it's awful at the same time um uh, the mo- obviously the motel robbery is fucking when they do that flashback and he uh, zay goes back in and just is chuckling and, and giggling at the horror that he's inflicting and you kind of see that through his lens um after you kind of know what happened is fucked up and but it's it's a great scene and then this is my last one but this is the one that actually got me super emotional um and it goes back to the beginning of when we were talking about these kid actors that were playing roles and how raw and kind of genuine they are and like the scene where they have, I don't even think it was the runts. It was like these younger kids. They go and face them because they're stealing candy from the store or whatever. And uh, it was they, the runt. It was the runt. It was yeah. the runt. And so they go and they fa- face them. And uh, they're trying to get the one kid, toughen the one kid up. I think his name was Steak and Fries. Um, mm. And they're trying to toughen him up and say, giving him the gun and saying, you know, pick one. You know, who are you going to kill? Um, we're seeing we're seeing and pick a hand or a foot yeah oh and my god that, that kid, kid crying is so sad he's such a cute that little that kid came on, that came on when i was eating dinner right when i oh started god. eating dinner i couldn't i couldn't so how do you think that kid pulled that off that's, that's, shot him that's in the some foot, crazy man. acting like yeah, no no it's different so so they initially he's saying he's gonna shoot it shoot him in the hand or the foot and then he gives the gun to steak and fries and says, kill one of them. Yeah. So he kills one of them. But I guess what the director did was figure out what, like, the biggest fear this kid had and then had him pr- pretend that that was what was going on. And apparently this kid's biggest fear was um, having, a, uh, having a toothache. So he kind of – also the fact that this kid was, was, was terrified of the actor that played Little Zay two so the fact that he's in a scene being confronted with a gun by little zay pretending they had a toothache that's that's him like 
I mean, those are genuine tears. I mean, I have a couple four-year-olds and, and I see those genuine tears every day. That looks yeah. like a gen cry. Oh, oh yeah. and the other, oh, and the other yeah. kid starts oh, yeah. crying too often. He's looking at him. You can see it. That's what I'm saying, man. Kids, we're all fathers. It's impossible not to watch kid actors, but you'll know when they're not that good. Mm-hmm. And um, we can't, you can't call that on any of these kids. And, in and I'm, let me say real quick, I ain't even mad that I was about to say all those things, but about that scene, and I didn't really even get a chance to explain the scene that was my favorite scene because all y'all jumped in and started talking about it. And I think that that says something about that scene right there is that, I, you know, like you guys all piped in and started saying, oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, and had some stuff about it. It's like, yeah, enough said right there. Like I didn't, ha- I didn't have to finish it. Uh, what I was gonna say, you guys did it for me. There's a lot of powerful scenes in both of these movies. Mm-hmm. That's one thing about Training Day. Training Day was real timely, man. There's a lot of lot of things that were hitting home when I was watching that movie, where he was where the chokeholds were going on, and he was saying, "Oh, I thought you didn't. I thought you didn't want to do the chokehold. You know, I thought that was a banned move." He was like, "Man, I had to do it because I thought I was. You know, I thought that was my only move. I thought I was going to get got. They're kicking my ass. Yeah, yeah, they're kicking my ass, and it was just like, wow. There's a lot of perspective in this movie. It's getting my ass but, kicked." Uh, you know, unfortunately, is still relevant as ever 20 years later. Or And real quick, just going off of that, to beware, there's the scene where they're breaking down Roger and something he says, it's not what you can, it's not what you can, it's something it's what you can prove. What you know. Yeah. It's, it's again, similar. Prove. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. There's a, there's a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of details in that movie that, that hit, we're hitting a little too close to home. And that's what about, shit, I, what about yeah. the scene where, where they pull up behind the, um, like the suburban white kids trying to buy pot and they roll up on them. And they were buying PCP. Like, they're listening to that fucking horrible song and they have that little glass pipe and the girl in the back is like, she's so scared. And I just thought that was a little, looking back on, on training day was kind College of like a kids. little over, overboard I got or something. Blue, I'll tell you that. <laughs> 2001 what did the movie come out training day uh, 2001 so this movie wow. was actually supposed wow. to come out in october or november of 2001 but um they delayed it because it was right after why <laughs> well what we have here is we have the chronic 2001 that came out uh i don't think that year beware would have to confirm that but we also <laughs> have dr dre and Snoop Dogg in this movie and soundtrack from that movie. And Macy Gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was she was super relevant. Like and Roscoe that time. On the soundtrack. Well, and, we, and, and Tom Berenger's in the movie. So I mean it's got everybody covered. <laughs> no, the one song too that aside from having, you know, Snoop Snoop and Dre in the movie and on the soundtrack and all sorts of, you know, dope West Coast features like we just talked about too, which are heavily in there. Cypress Hills in there. Cypress Hills in there, we're walking into the Mexican gang, which is hilarious. But um, DJ Quick's on the soundtrack with the, his song with Dr. Dre, and it's probably one of his more popular songs, Put It On Me. And that's a song that we banged a lot on the Under the Influence album back then, but it was also on the Training Day soundtrack. And it was an Aftermath produced song. You know, it came from that, that era. And it was... Um, you know, super dope. And that's probably one of his more popular songs. He's had songs and he was in a Sopranos episode with second to none song. He was DJing an entourage, but ultimately that's um, probably one of his bigger placements in multimedia outside of music. I wish he would have acted in the film because that would have been my favorite character for sure. Yeah. 
for sure. Snoop Dogg was great though. What you need, homie? Uh, crack. Uh, 20 bucks? Crack? Yeah. Smell like bacon in this motherfucker. What I look like a sucker. Um, we can't really talk much about the music in City of God, or or, or can we? I, Savage, I like that you talked. Uh, I'm going to cue that music when you were getting romantic with us. I really do like that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of timely, um, there's a lot of good music. I mean, there's some James Brown. Um, there's, you know, some like kind of. You don't know. Right. right. There's some like good, like early 70s funk tracks, um, especially like during some of the DJing scenes when they, when they cut to the 80s. Well, that's um, not fair. Yeah, they were right. I, I shouldn't have said that. There, there was a lot of no, music. but there's some good. Like, obviously, Kung Fu Fighting is probably one of the bigger, like, well-known songs from the movie. Like, I mean, it kind of happens during a pretty, uh, you know, potent scene in the movie when they're playing everyone was Kung Fu Fighting and Little Zay is looking around and up to no good per usual. And uh, you know, a lot of a uh, lot of good. You know, there's a lot of good solid music. I mean, I had I had the volume cranked when we were listening to it and watch the movie the other day you know we had it cranked up and we're a lot of the tunes really hit pretty good it just not you know it's just more of like a um an environment thing where it's like you know you're kind of submersed within brazil in the you know late mid or early 70s and then like sometime in the mid 80s as well so you're hearing a lot of that kind of music that they would probably been listening to and it seemed spot on you know what's kind of crazy i just thought of is they never showed the statue in the city of god in the whole movie Right, yeah, the Christ the Redeemer. Yeah, I noticed that too. It's kind of funny. Um, you would have think that you would have thunk that 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 would be a uh, a big you know helicopter. You know, it's obviously pre drones, but like a big helicopter shot, swooping shot, kind of showing like Jesus the was nowhere in sight. No, he wasn't. I kind of like that they don't though. It's kind of like it reminds me of when we talked about it like uh, a little bit, but like it reminds me of like Wes Anderson using New York, but not showing the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, it doesn't matter where it's at. It, this is probably happening. And yeah, this story is in the city of God in Rio, Brazil. And that's what like everybody knows too. It's not, we're not going to give you what everybody knows. Did you know this? So I, I kind of like that because it's, I feel like that represents something and maybe they're, the contrast there and obviously the, um, the irony of city of God and, um, you know, the conditions of the living conditions of the place. But um, yeah, no, I, I kind of like that they didn't. You kind of feel like that this is just some otherly world that you have no frame of reference to. I've been going first every week for the last like two or three weeks for memorabilia. That's not fair. That's not fair. I got to go last. My memorabilia is Lonzo's car. Pre-shot up or post-shot up? Pre-shot up, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> There's a lot of things in both movies. Um, but it's got to be that candle. It's just so beautiful the way it lights up the moon. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'll take one of those, uh, one of those cool old cameras from the City of God. Take some photographs. I'll admit I really don't have anything good. Um, PTP. Yeah, I was gonna say Angel Dust. <laughs> oh yeah, change my mind. Give me the oh, no. reasons. I'll tell you what. One of the reasons that I originally quit smoking was because I thought I had smoked Angel Dust one time with PCP. And uh, so Doc I will is not in. take that. Although it was probably just on my head, I will not take that. Um, well, that scene when he does that. Why does everything look green? Like a green. Adam, I don't know you like to get wet. I, I don't have a drug reference experience for you on this I, one. I, yeah, I, I have never, yeah. I've never smoked a cigarette dipped or twice dipped, even though I grew up on West Coast music. <laughs> when I did, it was crazy, and things were more orange actually. <laughs> orange, okay, so they were way off. 
So it's like this, it kind of catches the citrus element, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess if I were going to say anything, really, I just wanted to uh, reference this, but I'll say um, something that kind of bothered me that, so that green tinge to things kind of did. Also, for some reason, I love Denzel's portrayal of Alonzo, but it bothered me that each time he showed his guns, he always clacked them together. That's what you say, right? And what you say? Hmm? I like you, that. I like that. I don't know why that bothered me so much. I was like, what? like, it's, like so, that, I was like, that's exactly something that somebody. That's exactly something that somebody who has guns doesn't do. You know, like I don't know, right. but I don't know. Um, Probably. So I guess my memorabilia would be the guns, but I. That's so fucking funny. Yeah. Tears is his own gun. And they just clank together, and they and he rub he rubs them together. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I got to say, um, uh, hold on to it. Nope, nope. Audio is bad, dude. Oh, keep this in. He's wearing yeah. a lot more in the... I'm seeing green. <laughs> I'm seeing green right now. <laughs> good item. It's so green. I'm so wet. It's so that's wet right good now. Not a bowl of zero, though. All right. It's been happening. It's been happening the whole time. If I had to go for a piece of memorabilia, I might be trying to make a little bit of change uh, and take one of Denzel's chain chains and uh, maybe take that to a pawn shop. He wore a lot of jewelry. I have so much jewelry, jewelry. and it's not I even about the jewelry because you know jewelry. You know, and, uh, I'll take like the Rogers thing. score, maybe. How about that four million? What wow. do you think? The Rogers score. Why don't we go ahead and talk about awards really quick, uh, Doc, because we already know one of them on the end of training day. And uh, I know City of God was nominated. Yep, yep. I'll, and I'll do this real quick. So uh, kind of already mentioned training day, um, but it was 2002 Academy Awards, two nominations, best actor, best supporting actor, one win. So best actor, Denzel won. Um, and I already kind of mentioned who he was up against. And so pretty big. And um, it's actually important because we didn't talk about who the director of the movie was, but it's uh, Antoine uh, Fuqua. Um, when Denzel won, that was the first black actor to win for a movie that was directed by a black director. Um, and then also Denzel became the first black actor to win two Oscars. So that's very cool. interesting. Yeah. Shout out Denzel. Yeah, man. Denzel. Uh, one no, of his and best. Honestly, man, his performance is awesome. Like it's so, it's awesome. It's yep. so good. Um, City of God was nominated Academy Awards, came out in 2002, but didn't, until Miramax picked it up and released it, um, it wasn't eligible until the 2004 Academy Awards. Um, and they got four nominations for Best Director, Best Writing Screenplay, uh, Cinematography, and Film Editing. Um, so four nominations, pretty impressive. They didn't take home any wins, but it's because fucking Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, like swept like all the ones that they were up for. Damn. Um, so Peter Jackson won for Best Director. Um, Lord of the Ring, or uh, they they won for best writing screenplay, and they won for best film editing, and then for cinematography, Master and Commander, the Russell Crowe movie, won for cinematography. So they were kind of outmatched in that. But obviously, we see that this movie uh, stands the test of time. Yeah, man, uh, definitely. And just a bunch of people that aren't weren't weren't actors doing better jobs than actors is pretty crazy. Um, well, it's that time of the night, folks, where we're going to go to the vote and. Um, you know, I thought about it a little bit, but um, I think the next movie I'm probably going to watch, unless it's on the TV and I'm just watching it as it goes on, it's going to be City of God. 
Uh, I'm going to show that to people. I'm going to recommend that. I'm going to keep that uh, on my 64 greatest list and even move it to the next round if I, if I had my way. So city of God for me. I'll just say real quick, just, I don't want to dwell on it. I, this one actually was one of the easiest decisions I've had all our thread. And it's, uh, although I was the one that originally recommended training day and it was one of my favorites and it was, um, I got to go with city of God, man, hands down. Savage. Yeah. I, I, uh, I didn't like training day. I didn't, I liked it a little bit when I first saw it and then rewatching it. I, I didn't, I didn't really like it at all. So uh, City of God by default, but I also think that City of God will probably go a little bit farther too. So City of God for me. Cap. Uh, City of God, no explanation. Beware. Do we have a sweep? Yes, City of God, better movie. Well, training day, farewell. You know, you had your day. City of God, you'll see another. Again, uh, City of God will be against... uh, uh, no country, no country for old men. Oh, Ooh. yikes! Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was uh, well, folks, we're talking about the greatest. We're talking about movies. I got a bunch in my hat, but while I'm shuffling up, let's go to that hat song real quick. Go. Let's go do that. Let's go do that. Let's go do that. Let's go do that. Excuse me. Let's go do that. Let's go do that. Let's go do that. It's the hot, it's the hot, it's the hot. I'm shuffling and I got one. I got one. Upside down. <laughs> Inside out. And that's what we're all about. Always, always upside down. Because <laughs> this is an interesting one. Next week for episode 15, seven verse mm-hmm. Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko, right. I will say, is maybe, maybe a cult classic film. I love it. It was one of the movies that made me like movies more. I swear I would have always considered it one of my greatest, probably top 20 throughout high school and into college. Um, but it might be a cult classic film, but I don't be have a interesting to watch place. that. I don't, I, I don't, I remember liking that in high school, but that could be another one of those movies that I liked in high school. <laughs> I don't know. I, I remember liking it though. Well, Cap, you do have a mulligan, and so does our doctor. I'll try my mulligan. Mulligan! For um, what movie? For Donnie Darko. Be another kind of battle of the directors. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say try try to get uh, the master to go through. I vote yes. Hold on, isn't the master on it already? That's what I was gonna say. I don't think so. I'm it is not. Sure it is. I think it it's is. not. I'm no, looking it's at. Not. I could have swore like that was one of our first. Like I, I watched that, that was on there. Oh. If it's not, I'm excited about that because I've never seen the master and I want to see that. That's Stop two votes. Cool. Beware and all it is. It voted yes. Savage, what's your vote? Uh, yeah, the master a thousand times. I, I can't Doc, believe it's not on there. I'm gonna say of- no, I'm gonna say no actually. Uh, only because so just so I recently saw the master and I really enjoyed it. But Donnie Darko, I, I've actually seen recently too, and it's in my opinion it still holds up. Um, and just comparing IMDb scores, the master only has a seven point two. We just watched Training Day, which has a 7.6, and Will said he hated it. So IMDb, the master. That's a 
And Donnie Darko has 8.0 on IMDb. And like, again, IMDb isn't everything, but just to give you a little kind of, if we, got, if we let the master in at a 7.2, that'd be the lowest rated movie that we've let into this bracket. So with one member voting no though, does the movie still go forward? Is that not our 80%? We've all voted yes with Cap's vote, Mulligan being a yes in that. I think yeah. we have our 80. It's still, yeah, it still goes through. So, folks. Yeah, so let me just real say, let me fight for Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko, time travel movie. It's about mental health movie. It's a fuck. It's set in the 80s movie. It's got a great soundtrack movie. Um, and it's uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, his coming out movie. Honestly, Doc, it's one of my favorites too, but I still feel like the master would have way better chance in the 64 movie bracket as being one of the greatest. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, we get a chance to really see him take the lead. And this, I'd say right now, if uh, the master was going against Donnie Darko, I'd pick the master right now. And that's what I picked tonight. The cap just used a successful mulligan. So next week we have the master verse seven. Wow. Now, just to let you know, there's only one mulligan remaining, and that is the doc. And we're moving, folks. We're going on to episode 15. Play that intro music by Beware, and we'll see you soon, folks. Good morning. Morning. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Well, it's very, uh, homey. What are you kidding? We got some family here. I hope you realize how you hurt my feelings. Yeah, waving the fucking gun around? Now, look, I made a mistake, all right? It didn't make any difference anyway. Hey, I'm letting it go. But don't say it doesn't matter. Every line matters. Get off my back! Don't fuck with my plane! And like that, it's gone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Our Thread Podcast. Bringing our content to you. Featuring all it is. It's official, old buddy. Has been. Beware. From then on, he was known as Benny the Jet Rodriguez. The Doc. You're the Doc, Doc. The Cap. Oh, if, 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 you, if, you, if you already know the answers to your questions, then why ask? Pig fuck. And myself, Savage. I'm 6'5", 220, and there's two of them.